People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm your host, Joe, and I am here with Matt. What's going on, Matt? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, we are always watching wrestling in the background as we record the podcast, and we just so happen to be watching the first round of New Japan's New Japan Cup uh, 2019. Uh, this has taken place on March 8th, for those that are interested. And it's available on their streaming service, which you can uh, get more information on that through us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. <laughs> it's a fucking train wreck so far. Um, there, we're on the second match. So the first match, I, get, I have to talk to you about... It it was uh, Yoshihashi versus um, Manabu Nakanishi. Thank you. So in Nakanishi, it, Nakanishi's up there. He's a veteran for sure. Uh, he's had multiple neck injuries. He's fifty two years old. Yeah, he's got one of those Kurt Angle necks. You yeah. know, and you know, look. He's like a former Olympian. Yeah, just yeah. look. Just look at the the back of Kurt Angle's neck, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. You don't expect uh, a 50-plus-year-old man to attempt some of the things that he was trying to attempt. And on Yoshihashi, no less, who's all he always seems to be hurt, especially his shoulder. I think he's had that shoulder injury nagging for, like, the past three years. Like, no, no bullshit. And there was a couple spots in the match where I was just hoping that Hashi would take the pin because he was about to get killed or destroyed in the ring. Yeah, it was. It got ugly pretty, pretty, pretty fast for him. I mean, that over the top rope spot where he was supposed to dive onto the floor, he actually jumped over and onto the apron and then onto Yoshihashi. It, it, oh my God, what a clusterfuck of a move! And then he went up to the top rope multiple times. I d- <laughs> cross body and, yeah it just that was fucking horrible to watch Jesus <laughs> and now we're watching um, the second match of the first round which is uh, Tai Chi versus uh, Honma and Honma he fell in a very awkward way and tried to sell a neck injury although it didn't look like he injured himself that was just bizarre yeah it's it's been a it's been a weird uh, weird start to, to the tournament <laughs> I mean, we, of course, you know, just like per traditional New Japan, you had all the tag matches. Yeah, all before the tags that, first. Which, which those end up being, you know, you know, entertaining for for what you can get out of those type of tag matches. Taichi's about to rip his pants off. There you go. <laughs> uh, he's got trunks on. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really interesting uh, start to to this tournament. Night one, uh, we're also going to see uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Yuji Nagata, and then uh, Chase Owens versus Juice Robinson, uh, as far as night one goes. But uh, New Japan Cup, 
by this point, first by the time you guys listen to this, new, the the first round will be over. Yeah. But let's let's talk about it. You do you have do you have a favorite? Do you have do you have somebody that you think is going to run the table? You know, uh, I don't I don't know about run the table here, but um, shall we shall we at least name the first round matches? Absolutely. All right. So you got the four matches that I said already. I'll repeat them. You know, Nagata versus Ishii, Hanma versus Taichi. Nakanishi versus Yoshihashi and Rob- Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens. You also got Kazuchika Okada versus Michael Elgin. Mikey Nichols, who I I just found out was no longer working for WWE, and he's going up against Hikaleo, who is re- just recently coming back from a pretty bad injury that cost him all almost all of 2018. Uh, Will Osprey versus Bad Luck Fale. That should be an interesting one. Uh, Toa Hanare versus Lance Archer. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, Shota Umino, which kind of a gimme for Tanahashi. No other respect to Shota. He's, he's a young lion. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan versus uh, Rusuke Taguchi, which I find weird because Taguchi's a junior heavyweight. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why he's competing because... Uh, hold on, let me, let me just finish. Sure, me finish sure, everything. sure. Yeah. I get ahead of myself sometimes. <laughs> uh, here's a really big one. Kota Bushi versus Tetsuya Naito. Another one I'm excited about, Evo versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yes. Uh, Togi Makabe versus Cole Cabana. Toru Yano versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. This is a really interesting one, too. Satoshi Kojima versus Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And then to round it out, Hiroki Goto versus Sonata, which is also going to be a hard-hitting fight. Uh, this is The winner of this tournament is going to the G1 Supercard in Madison Square Garden to challenge Jay White. For the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, so again, I don't know why Taguchi is competing in a heavyweight championship tournament when he's a junior heavyweight. <laughs> uh, I think I think this was brought up in a previous tournament by Naito, where he kind of called out the organization like, "You have guys in here who are supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be a tournament made up of the best, and here you just have like filler people. Like, why would you, why would you do that?" I think it's the same thing here with. Um, Taguchi, yeah, he's not even in the same weight class, yeah, and or Will Osprey for that, yeah, matter. or Will Osprey for that matter. I know he's borderline about to turn heavyweight, but he's still a junior heavyweight technically. Yeah, so I love seeing him in there. Also, but. also, also the uh, young lion um, Umino. He, I, if if I'm not mistaken, he is not a heavyweight. So True. and he's a young lion. Yeah, you know, I with all due respect to young lions. That that's a that's a gimme match for Tanahashi. Maybe this is uh, New Japan's way of transitioning under the the new regime. But uh, yeah, right now it doesn't make too much sense to us here. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Tanahashi's bracket, he's got Umino, and then he's got the winner of Tenzan and Taguchi. So he could potentially could be facing back to back junior heavyweights to go to the quarterfinals. That doesn't seem like a, a great ride. For somebody like Tanahashi, who you really, you're kind of missing opportunities to put him in high-profile matches, whether he's going to win the, t- the tournament or not. Uh, his first real test will come in the quarterfinals against Ibushi, Naito, Evil, or Zack Sabre Jr. But, yeah, it just, it just kind of seems kind of silly in some of the cases. I mean, I get you have a 32-person roster, but Jesus Christ, like, Nobody from Rev Pro was available. <laughs> you know, nobody from CMLL was available. I mean, I don't know. It just it just seems like you, you could have planned this a little bit better. Um, yeah, well, 
as as far as I know, Taguchi was put into the tournament as a replacement for David Finley, who got hurt. Okay, but that makes sense. Still, like you could, there's other people that you could have put in there besides Taguchi. So I don't understand why why they why they didn't do that. But yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, David Finley got hurt um, on the March sixth show, which was their forty seventh anniversary show. Against the oh no, I take that back. I'm sorry. That was the second night of Honor Rising. Okay, he got hurt uh, in a tag match. It was him and Juice Robinson against the Briscoe Brothers for the ROH World Tag Team Championships, and he took quite a physical bump onto the mat on his bad shoulder and immediately just basically said he was done. He didn't. He didn't even get up off the mat after that. That's why he got pulled out of the New Japan Cup. Uh, this is the first year they're doing 32 participants as opposed to the traditional 16. Right. Again, uh, pretty much a, a transitional year for these guys. And, you know, they're trying to still go uh, with a, a, a more global brand. And um, this is one of the ways they're doing it. The second round starts on March 13th for those keeping track. So, um by the again, by the time you hear this, uh, the whole first round will be will be over, said, and done with. So, going back to my original question, do you have do you have a favorite? You, putting you on the spot already. Well, uh, uh, there's a, one more thing we have to say too. Here is traditionally the winner of the cup gets to face whatever champion they choose of the of, of heavyweight. It's usually still a heavyweight tournament. Usually. Um, yeah, because last year it was, you had an opportunity for the three heavyweight titles or the never openweight championship. Right. And this year they are basically stating that whoever wins is going to face Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight championship. So there's really no, <laughs> you don't get your choice. It, right. You, you do get a title shot though. Um, with that being said, I, I already don't like the avenue, the potential avenue that uh, Tanahashi is going to be facing. Unless unless they're trying to put uh, Umino over as a young lion. Do you get that surprise victory? I, I hope so, because quite honestly, I'm I'm tired of Tanahashi and, and the old man that he has become. So I would love to see, and I usually don't like saying this about New Japan, but I would love to see some kind of shenanigans because let's face facts, Tanahashi and and, and Jay White are not done. No, they're and, not. I had this conversation with somebody who's trying to get into New Japan, and this is going to be one of the this is this is a, a really important thing because I, I I told I told this guy that he kind of represents a lot of American of the American audience. You know, New Japan is very sport, very sport like company not necessarily the entertainment and like they like that they love that kind of wrestling but there's like man i wish there was a little more storytelling sometimes and i get that and and i think that's where they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna hit a wall a little bit if they're not careful when it comes to westernizing your product is the storytelling sometimes it's just it's just not there and like i'm not saying go with this verbatim but i mean what a way to kind of enhance your the drama between champion and, and potential challenger. You know, let's say you do get the young lion over, but it's not necessarily clean. You know, they, they have... You can have yourself a great match. I'm not saying take that away from the kid, but as far as the finish goes, 
yeah, don't you know you you don't want to do it all the time, but like if you let's say Jay White comes in and causes Tanahashi the match and and, and stakes his claim that Tanahashi's not going to get a shot at the title, and and then that's it. And call and call it a day, and so it's it's not as black and white as oh Tanahashi's going to run through the young line and he's going to run through either the older Tenzan or the the, the junior heavyweight Taguchi. <laughs> You know, something like that. I'm not saying that's the answer, but it is. It's a very plain and boring road. With all due respect to those three other guys for Tanahashi, because it's just too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it looks very obvious that he's going to get past Domino, and then uh, either Tenzan or Taguchi. Because I, I honestly don't see them pushing Tenzan in this tournament. Yeah, I don't see it either. Or Taguchi. Again, because he's, I I I see Tenzan beating Taguchi in in the first round. So I and then Tenzan, you know, he's one of those guys at this point in his career. With all due respect, you don't like to talk about guys like that in this manner, but he's kind of filler at this point. Yeah, but and and then by that logic, you also have Kojima, who's of that caliber, right? Like, you know, he's definitely a, a storied, honored heavyweight, but. Let's face it, he's just filler. Yeah. You also have Yuji Nagata. Again, filler. Yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot of that, it seems, in, that's uh, shaping up in this tournament. And even to, uh, like, a lesser extent, even uh, Hiroki Goto could be labeled as such. I, I, don't, I don't think he gets past Sonata in the first round. Yeah, I mean Goto. Goto would definitely be the lesser of the evils, but yeah, he's at this point. It's you know, he's pretty much going to be never open weight champion or or, or or nothing else. I yeah. I also see Colt Gabbana as the same. You know, again, storied and honored, but let's face it, he's just here for a one and done. <laughs> I don't think he beats Makabe. No, I don't or, see him being Makabe. I don't see Toriano. At this point, being, being David Smith Jr., yeah. you know, and and then between Maccabee and, and Smith Jr., you know, that's a little closer. But I with with I I don't know the way that it looks like. I I got Sonata going, you know, winning that that bracket down there, and getting himself to the quarterfinals at le- at the very least. I mean, actually, if that's the case, I got him actually would go to the to the semifinals. All right, not, not necessarily the semifinals, the quarterfinals for sure. Okay, semifinals would be a little tougher because you still got guys like potentially Tanahashi, Naito, Ibushi, Evil, which that would be interesting having those two face each other, <laughs> uh, and then Saber Junior, which I would love to see that rematch because uh, I think those guys those guys need to need to go in one more time at least. But um, but yeah, it's it, this is. I love the fact that they enhance the field, but like this is where it's, it, it becomes confusing. You do partnerships with three other companies. Colcabana was the only guy. Yeah, like where in, the Ring hell? Of Honor, yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't get it. Like the Ring of Honor is not doing anything right now. <laughs> like you couldn't get anybody else. Nobody else was available. You know, you couldn't go get. Um, oh shit! Help me out here. They're they're the the television champion right now. Oh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. You couldn't get Jeff Cobb to to come in here and, and, and at least work a match or two? You know, I'm not saying he was going to win the tournament, but, you know, it's just, it's it's really fucking interesting. 
that they're sticking with with the you know they went through, they went really deep into the roster where you didn't have to you know there's guys in CMLL you could have you could have done business with guys in Rev Pro you could have done business with I mean Rev Pro is the closest out of you know, all three companies yeah. to Japan you know and you got nobody on that roster and it's just, it's really interesting that they uh, they chose to go that route. You know what? Uh, I, I I didn't mean to take the piss out of this tournament, but um, now that I've done that, <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Zach Saber Jr. Do you think Zach Saber Jr. runs the table again? I think Zach Saber Jr. runs the table again, and what a hell of a match we would have for Madison Square Garden. I agree. Now going back to taking the piss out of it, I, I do want to say this. My issue is going thirty-two, which is great, but not not having a full roster. Like I get it. Not everybody is going to be, you know, a, a huge fan favorite that to to win it all. You know, that's, that's kind of how it works. But your goal is to make it interesting as much as you possibly can. Um, with that being said. You know, you look you look forward to the quarterfinals. That's where it's really gonna. That's where the meat's at. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because you could have had an opportunity to have more meat in the earlier rounds instead of waiting to the quarterfinals. Because if that was the case, to just have the quarterfinals, you know, and, and then you know, <laughs> yeah. bet on, you call know, it a day, call it a day. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of lot of opportunities. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Will Osprey. Again, he's not technically a heavyweight, but I don't put him in the same category as Taguchi and, uh, and Umino. Like he is a legit player. I, I can see him beating Bad Luck Fale in the first round. You know, I can see him if he gets past Fale, he's got Hinare and, and Archer. I can see him doing that. And then if that's and if that's the case again, then you would have Hikaleo, Nichols, Elgin, or Okada. That's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, potentially see another uh, Osprey versus Okada match. Which that's more likely what's going to happen. Okada going to the quarterfinals, but yeah, it's you know there, there's there's room to play with as far as some good matches. Like we're not trying to tell you don't watch the New Japan Cup, but it's it's just it's unfortunate that you have kind of some dog matches. The one we're watching right now, Chase Owens and Juice Robinson. I'm excited about this one. I am two it, two legit guys who who actually could have a shot. I see not neither one of these guys winning it, but it's. You know, you, you don't know, and it's it it's an actual legit thing instead of having a young lion, a junior heavyweight, or a much older wrestler who's well past his prime. Because in Japan, same thing with Mexico, a lot of guys wrestle until their fifties. Doesn't mean that they're going to be champion unless you're Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, they but they're still around. They're still around. You know, they they still have some fun with it, but. They're not really legit players to to win championships and tournaments and stuff like that. These two guys, Owens and and uh, Robinson, are legit contenders, and I would hope that Owens gets more gets more respect amongst the wrestling industry because he is such a fucking workhorse in that ring. That he is, and you know, speaking of uh, storyline here with New Japan, again, uh, I agree with Matt. I'm not telling you to not watch this. And uh, I, I will add one more statement to it, and, and uh, that is, for as much, uh, you know, 
fantasy booking and, and just like working through these brackets that we've done here in the past couple minutes, they always seem to surprise the hell out of you when you least expect it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, make it interesting and yeah. and hopefully hopefully they do that again. I mean, they've been on such a great roll over the past couple of years. It's hard to to sit and think like they would all of a sudden lose their um, their booking prowess. You know that something like that just doesn't fall out of your lap overnight. So uh, I'm not worried. I'm not worried one bit. It's just uh, I, I agree with Matt. If if you're going to enhance the field to 32 participants. Make it, make it a little less obvious that you don't have shit. Yeah. In the first round, you know. Even if it's just a little bit of reshuffling. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that 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 could have that could have helped. I still would have said, no, like have, you know, have have certain you know have certain guys leave and and insert other guys. But if you had to have this, you know, an example would be. Uh, Nakanishi versus you know Hanma in the first round because those two guys were like cl- Nakanishi not so much because he was fighting Yoshihashi and they kind of treat Yoshihashi like a jobber yeah and but like with with, with Hanma versus Taichi like I I had Taichi ninety eight percent chance of, of of winning that match against yeah. Hanma you know it's just like it was too obvious you know Ishii versus Nagata I got I got I got Ishii. Winning against Nagata. Nagata doesn't win these tournaments. He just, <laughs> he's just there. He's just there. You know, he's just there. Pretty, pretty much there, he's just there to have fun at this point. Like, he's not there to be a, a top champion. You know, I know he last year had the All Japan title for a while, but, I mean, it's he's not there to win New Japan Cups or G1s and all this stuff. So stop putting him in there. Yeah. I know he doesn't do the G1 anymore, but, you know, it's like, just stop doing it. There's just no more. No more of it. <laughs> A um, couple things in New Japan before we shift gears here. Uh, interesting thing that we saw today. I, I had a I, he, he looked familiar. I had to clarify who it was. El Fantasmo is coming to New Japan, specifically the Bullet Club. I don't know if you, my partner, are you familiar with his work? Uh, very little. You're gonna like what you what you see. He he is fucking fantastic. I love him. Uh, he does a lot of UK-based stuff. Um, obviously, Rev Pro, which is a company that New Japan works a lot with. Uh, I've, I've watched him a lot in Defiant Wrestling as well. By the way, Defiant Wrestling, catch him on YouTube every Sunday. That show is free for you to, to watch every Sunday afternoon. Uh, and it's it's live. when, when well not It's not live. It's a tape show. But when the UK gets it, you get it. So, yeah. Um, it's... Three, three, three Eastern, two Central. You, YouTube, check it out. They got monthly pay per views. Really good price. Um, we're, we don't get paid to promote them. I just really love them and want yeah. everybody else mm-hmm. to, 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 to give them a shot too. But yeah, he was uh, he's been on there too. He's now a member of the Bullet Club. Um, a little interesting because he wasn't necessarily always known to be a bad guy. And now he's coming to a uh, obviously a heel group. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what what time I calls them, but they're good guys. <laughs> but, uh, interesting. Um, and then uh, a little bit on a sadder note, but it, we knew it was coming. Uh, the retirements of Juice and Thunder Liger. What can you say about 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 Liger? 
I know you. Do, you we don't have enough time. No, we don't. Um, you know, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to see him one time. Yeah, and uh, that was at uh, War of the Worlds Ring of Honor a few years ago. Um, and uh, I am forever appreciative of Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, my top Japanese wrestler. Like ever, yeah. Uh, and um, he had a match against the Bone Soldier uh, from the Bullet Club for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Okay. A couple um, couple nights ago, early March, and um, he put on one hell of a match. And he's one of those guys, you know. It could this could be said about a lot of the Japanese roster. Where they, you know, they do wrestle into their fifties, and and they do have a, a quite the longevity in them. Yeah, but there aren't many that can do it at the level that Liger has done it, and I think it speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. For for him to have that kind of a match with a junior heavyweight champion and be able to do it. At that level, it's it was it was such a fucking great entertaining match, and he he is still as quick as ever. I know I know that's kind of hard to believe that I'm talking about someone in the sport of professional wrestling who's fifty plus and and, and can move quick like that. But if you don't believe me, check out the match for yourself. It was a great fucking match, and uh, thank you, thank you for everything. I personally haven't watched that match, as I told Joe um, before we started recording, uh, that I am quite behind on New Japan. Um, that's going to be a project that I'm going to be spending a good chunk of March tackling, maybe even going into April because of the New Japan Cup and other wrestling uh, stuff that's I need to catch up on. But, uh, yeah, to, to, to know, to hear that Liger has... Uh, has retired. It's it is it is a little surreal because it's he's just, he's just always been there, you know. He's been wrestling before I was even born, so it kind of show you the longevity of Liger. And, and and you're absolutely right. Like it, it's even 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 though you you know obviously you compare Liger, you know 2018 to you know 2008 or 1998, it's it's not the same. But it it's just like oh man, the, the, his level of matches continue to be at, at a pace that guys sometimes half his age can't do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's unbelievable. We saw that earlier this year, you and I, with Ultimo Dragon. It's yeah. just like, how do you, you know, man, the incredible shape that these guys are in, it's great. And, uh, you, know, I, we, you know, with me being gone, yeah, I didn't get to say, you know, my piece on uh, Takashi Iska as well. He's also retired. Yes. Uh, amazing career as well. Both those guys, um, especially with all respect to, to Iska, Liger, because I'm the same boat. You know, top, you know, top Japanese wrestler, top, top, one of the top wrestlers for me of all time, period. You know, I, thank you doesn't even begin to express my gratitude. So, uh, happy retirement, both those guys, and uh, the wrestling world definitely has lost two great competitors. But man, they decades worth of of, 
of so much work between the two of those guys that uh, you know it it has helped transition wrestling and in this case especially New Japan Pro Wrestling to where it is today. Um, but I think I have an answer to you. I think I have an answer for you. I should say to why Jushin Thunder Liger has able to compete the level that he's been able to compete at stem cells stem cells <laughs> but more more importantly here because wrestling is fucking fake oh no <laughs> <laughs> you like that transition i did that was that was, that was pretty smooth <laughs> uh, yeah uh. we uh we we are no longer talking about new japan pro wrestling uh 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Get yourself a subscription through us. Support the show. Please and thank you. And if you do it now, you'll get to watch the entirety of the New Japan Cup get for the, free. The entirety of the New Japan Cup. And uh, as well as the plethora of great stuff that's on there. They have a great, I saw a little bit of it, um, package of King Kong Bundy. Yeah, King Kong Bundy. I'm sure... Um, uh, obviously, King Kong Bunny has passed. Also, um, more than likely, they will also have a, a collection available for the one and only Dick Byer, who yeah. we also recently lost, who who was Dr. X and also the original Destroyer, So, uh, who did extensive work in Japan. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll have something up there yeah. for him as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to get... Go back to before we transition over here real quick. Um, two guys that you know definitely transformed the business. I, I got to say this about King Kong Bundy real quick. He never, I don't want to say never, but he rarely got the respect that he deserved for what he did for a lot of the baby faces of his era. Very true. You know, very he, true. He's he's he he was the big man. Obviously, he was the bad guy, but man, he was the guy that would get those baby faces over and it, it was such a work of art watching him do do his thing it kills me too because uh you know whether i'd like to admit this or not one of the only guys who saw that potential in him was hulk hogan yeah and hulk hogan was like i have to i have to work with him and and make it you know make it something main event and bundy did just that yeah, I mean that was that was seminal footage for me. Growing up was, you know, the the Saturday night's main event and and the the events leading up to their cage match. Yeah, um, for the title. I mean, th- that's classic fucking WWF. No matter who you talk to, right? You know, and it, you know, wrestling is a dance, and it takes two. Yeah, always takes two, and. At that point in time, that was Bundy. Bundy was helping get Hogan over, whether you like it or not. You know <laughs> that's that's what happened, and I think it speaks volumes about uh, just how effective and, and um, masterful he was at his craft. You know, just with the, with with the with the thanks and of, of the WWE Network, which by the way you can get through us absolutely 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE network all one word and uh first 30 days are free support the show 
get yourself WWE Network and watch what I'm about to talk about. Go back and watch his work in World Class Championship Wrestling. Yes, please. I got introduced to that more so because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not a product of the 80s and I have to rely on older footage. And I, I, I watched so much of World Class stuff for, for a number of reasons. But man, like, I really got a look to what King Kong Bundy was doing down there. And my God, he he just understood the business. And he was okay with essentially getting his ass beat by the good guy in the end. <laughs> and because that was, that was the business that he was in. And it just, he knew how to fucking do it. And, you know, I just, I, I would hate for anybody that loves the business like we do or remotely likes the business like we do to let that go unnoticed because man, he was, he was definitely one of the best, uh, best heels that wrestling has ever seen. So, uh, rest in peace to both of those guys. Uh, you know, two more guys that will be greatly missed in the wrestling business. Um, back to the transition because now we got to talk about somebody that isn't really worth oh, much in the wrestling business. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll start off with the. Let me get my dates right here. The March fourth episode of Raw. Okay. I think, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I believe so. Um, the previous episode we saw uh, Ronda Rousey uh, lay down the Raw Women's Championship because. She wasn't getting her match with uh, Becky Lynch, or Becky Lynch wasn't going to be added to her match. It was a good promo. I finally watched it. It was a good promo. It's good, you know, good piece of work done finally by her. And it was interesting to see where they go with it the following week. So the following week, they announced that at Fastlane is going to be uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for the now vacant Raw Women's Championship. Um, Becky Lynch had, I forget the name of the document, but they, she had us come out and sign this document. Basically, a disclaimer of, of you know, that she was not going to sue the WWE for any injuries that might happen. Again, this this is all a work, obviously, ladies and gentlemen. So Becky Lynch comes out, she signs it, everything's good to go, the match is going to happen. And then Ronda Rousey, who was shown at the, um, going into the final uh, commercial break for Raw, she's, she's in the building, and then she eventually comes out, and she, she goes to Stephanie, like, what are you doing? Give me my title back, you know, all the stuff. And Stephanie does. So instead, the match is, is, is made. Becky Lynch and, and, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. This time, it is for the inclusion of Becky Lynch, if Becky Lynch can beat Charlotte Flair. So uh, the title is no longer vacant. It, it is back around Ronda Rousey's waist. And then Ronda Rousey gets on the mic, and she starts berating the crowd. I forget where she's at. Philly. Is it Philly? Okay. <laughs> Interesting crowd to, to, to growl up. Because um, we got a lot of love for Philly. She, so she's berating the crowd, and she's you know upset about, you know, she got booed out of, of the Staples Center, which is her hometown. And then she goes on to say, damn the man, screw the woo. <laughs> <laughs> and no more Mrs. Nice Bitch. And then kicks Charlotte Flair in the gut and then goes on to beat the living hell out of out of Becky Lynch. Um which was actually pretty decent. There was there was a couple parts where that arm bar 
was actually locked in. Um, somebody needs to go back and remind her that don't do that. <laughs> you know, like doesn't matter who you are. If you don't want to lock in an arm bar, like you, you could you could hyperextend somebody's arm. And yeah. <laughs> she's definitely doing a WrestleMania anytime soon. <laughs> um, that part, the physical part, I liked. The I'm gonna stick him with Roth right now. The, the the physical aspect of it was 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 good. I, I I enjoyed it. I didn't mind the heel turn because let's face facts, you gotta do something with this chick because she is just not over with the crowd. They're 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 not buying into her lazy wrestling style anymore, or these five you know these I want to say five seconds, but these one minute matches anymore. It is not believable. What I I, I I hated was was everything that she said. Because it was very whiny. Like, you know, like it was interesting too because that night Triple H cut a promo on Batista, basically talking him down about how he gets whiny when he doesn't get what he wants out of the crowd. And then an hour later Ronda Rousey is whiny because <laughs> she's not getting what she wants out of the crowd. <laughs> But that whole damn the man, screw the woo thing, which is now a fucking t-shirt, by the way. Oh, of course. Multiple t-shirts. Yeah. It was like, who wrote this shit? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, Bruce Pritchard's back. Well, and, and now, <laughs> uh, we can't just blame it on him now, because they do have another addition to the writing staff. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he's the head of the writing staff. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, refresh my memory. The one and only Jeff Jarrett. Oh, that's right. That is right. I did see an article on that. So, there should be some good TV coming up, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> I can see Jeff Jarrett, uh, world champion by, by SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Rousey's title. Yeah, let me tell you, slap nut something. <laughs> oh, slap good nuts. God. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, I hated what she said. And then again, I hate how she said it. Somebody needs to get Ronda Rousey and tell her, slow the fuck down in your promos. You were talking way too fast. I get you're supposed to be intense and, and pissed off, but slow the hell down because I can't understand what you're saying. I didn't know what she said uh, at first. I didn't catch it. You know, I, I heard something about a man... I heard screw the woo, and then I had no more Mrs. Nice, and then she kicked Charlotte. Like, finish your fucking words before you start throwing shit around. It, it kills me here because uh, probably the biggest statement out of her, um, well, we're, we're sticking to Raw. For now. Yeah, for now. I mean, you could segue whenever you want. Well, she she came out, and she has her own, like, web show Yeah, that she does on her YouTube channel. That's what it was for, okay. Yeah, and so um, there was an episode that she had filmed after that Raw, which showed footage from that Raw, and she's she's essentially um, kind of like taking in Philadelphia. Like she goes has she goes and has cheesesteaks, okay, and, and all this other bullshit. But at the end of the people vi- need to see that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> at the end of the video, the video runs about eleven and a half minutes. At yeah. The, towards the end of the video, someone is asking her questions about 
being in wrestling in general. Right. And she goes on to basically talk shit about the wrestling industry. Right. And Becky Lynch. Well, she doesn't even call Becky Lynch Becky Lynch. She calls her Rebecca Quinn, which is her real name. Okay. Um, Breaking the fourth wall there. Yeah. And uh, she says she says quite a few things, but I think the the most uh, important thing out of out of the promo she cut on her own little web show was that she's tired of taking commands from you know the bookers and such. Yeah, and she's she's tired of having to hear what they say and all the critiques, and that wrestling is fake, it's scripted, and um, you know she doesn't care about breaking kayfabe. Yeah, she makes fun of the fact don't break kayfabe. Yeah, don't break kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, since since that uh, little diatribe of hers, you've had uh, Becky Lynch come out on Twitter and respond to it. Charlotte Flair came out on Twitter. Which I liked her, <laughs> I liked her response better than Becky Lynch's because Charlotte Flair basically said, "Hey, someone needs to remind this this lady that the last two times she was in an octagon, she woke up uh, from being unconscious and she was sobbing in the ring or you know in the octagon." So, um, but then you had uh, you had Rusev chime in. <laughs> uh, I love that. I yeah, love Rusev you know, out of and so like. But, but you know what? It's it's kind of par for the course when someone attacks sports entertainment on this level. You do see them band together and they they all respond. The same thing uh, happened with you know bringing Hogan back before he came back. You had all those uh, sports entertainers chime in on on Twitter and social media about whether they liked it or they didn't. And um, so I, I guess that's good to see some unity in the roster, but at the same time, someone someone needs to figure some shit out with Ronda Rousey. So for all intents and purposes, her last con- contractually obligated appearance is the night after WrestleMania. There's multiple reports saying that she's not coming back. And I, for one, absolutely fucking love that idea. <laughs> if you don't want to be there, you're tired of getting uh, paid by this company who's paying you some some absorbent amount of money right. for you to to go in there and produce and you're not you're not doing it, you're refusing to do it now. Why? Because you're not getting over with the crowd? How you want to get over? I'm sorry, you don't get to walk into any organization, sports entertainment or, or, or otherwise, and just demand to be over with a fucking crowd. That's something that you have to accomplish yourself through through hard work and perseverance. You don't it just doesn't come to you. Like no even the most natural of fucking heels yeah. still has to work at it. Even the most natural of baby faces still has to work at it. So I don't understand where she gets off at all. And and that's what I have a problem with. Let me ask you this. Because I have some things I have to say. Um, your opinion, was this a shoot or was this a work? This this whole thing. I think, uh, I think to be honest with you, I think it's a mix. I, I agree. I think it's a mix because, uh, let's face it, if 
<laughs> I'm probably going to say a lot of things right now that people are going to hate, but I don't care. Hey, I'm with you. <laughs> I think I think it's part shoot, part work, and the reason yeah. I say that is because one, you have Ronda Rousey who's legitimately fed up with being a sports entertainer. There's no doubt about that. Yes. You know, so we have that's that's out in the open now. Yes. she doesn't want to do it anymore, but she's contractually obligated to wrestle for uh, what a, another month or so. Yeah, so. She's she's going to she is going to have that attitude, especially if she's leaving, to where she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then what can WWE creative do, other than to play damage control at this point? Yeah. And let's face it, I hate Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> and and I know I didn't know that, and <laughs> I know I know I'm going to sound biased as shit right now, but him. Bruce Pritchard and whoever else they have currently working for them as as part of the creative roster, which I think now, if I'm not mistaken, is Dana Warrior. Oh, that's right. So you have them three plus whoever, what other, what whatever other chefs are in the fucking kitchen there, um, trying to hammer out WWE creative. That's one shitty kitchen. It is one shitty kitchen. So it's like. What could they? What could they possibly do, other than play damage control? Yeah. Let her do what she can, and we're gonna make the most of it. I think they're doing it out of necessity, but I think that's the smartest play they have right now. Yeah. Just play damage control. Let her say what she's got to say. If it gets a little too real in the ring, and people have to take a few bruises and cuts. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. As long as she's not legitimately like breaking somebody's arm or whatnot, to to the point where you're affecting, uh, you know, a future card or someone's career. Right. Let it happen. Hopefully, they get the the most out of it, and it, it still becomes must see TV. I agree with the mixed. Um, it's a mix because well, and, well, and also one other thing, Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, you're not smart enough to handle this as a complete shoot. And you've already proven, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you're not smart enough to handle this as a complete work. Do you remember what pay-per-view we were watching and Ronda Rousey starts yelling at the crowd in the middle of the match, like, oh, I can't wrestle. I'm going to show you what wrestling is or something like that. This was sometime last year, I believe. Yeah, it was, it was like, I want to say Survivor Series. Yeah, okay, that, make, that makes sense. And that's... Yeah, because it was in L.A. Mm-hmm. That's right. Survivor Series was in Los Angeles. That's why I I, I I can say this to where it's it's a mixture of both. Because I agree, it is damage control. And you have somebody that clearly isn't getting their way. Feels that she should be entitled to be, she, you, you, to be liked, to be yeah, cheered. Yeah, essentially, yeah. At least that's the way it's coming across. As some sort yeah. of sense of entitlement. I mean... I, we get it, Rhonda. You are a world class athlete. We've talked about that on the show. I'm not going to list your your credentials anymore because look it up online. It, it, they're, they exist. She's obviously one of the best to exist. First female, you know, UFC Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, for I'm, a reason. I'm not trying to take any of that away from exactly. Her. I'm not either. It, you've earned that, but this is the wrestling industry. So if if, if wrestling is fucking fake. Well, why can't you get over? 
Well, because you're not believable. That's the thing. You're not believable. Nobody is going to give a fuck beyond, let's say, the first month or two that you are the baddest woman on the planet, which isn't even fucking true. You know, Amanda Nunes would, would have something to say about that. <laughs> she knocked your ass out in the first round, by the way. Uh, but, uh, you know, be, you know, besides that, you know, you haven't shown that you're on par with a Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch or a Sasha Banks who, again, out-wrestled you in their beer pay-per-view match. Asuka, which I don't think they, they've fought. Have they? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. But you, you're not on par with them. You know, you can sit there and tell your believers all you want that I can, I can beat them up and beat their fucking ass or whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that in the wrestling industry. What can you do inside of a 20 by 20 ring that is better than, the, at minimum, the four women that I, that I just mentioned? Nothing. So that is why you're getting booed. Because you're getting what essentially would be the Brock Lesnar approach if Brock Lesnar was there all the fucking time. <laughs> you would get fucking booed. Nobody wants to see you because you're not as good as them, but yet you're being told... Or, 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 or I'm sorry, the audience is being told every single week that you are when you are showing inside that ring that you have no idea what you're doing. It's not rocket science. No. It, it, it isn't. I mean, you either you put in the work or you don't. It's the same thing of being an MMA fighter or a Muay Thai fighter, an Olympian. You got to put in the fucking work. Yeah, you wouldn't train for a month and then decide you're going to go take on the current heavyweight champ. Yeah, or, or you know what have you. Right. No, it takes it takes quite a while of preparation, both physically and mentally. And it's the same with professional wrestling or it, sports entertainment. This is this is the problem with bringing in celebrities because that's what she is—a celebrity. You know, I had this argument, or you know, earlier last year with WrestleMania. Oh, she's going to bring in ESPN. She's going to bring in Forbes. She's going to bring in. All these, all these companies. Okay, great, fine. WrestleMania did well. What about the following pay per views? When she's now a full time wrestler, or even worse, she's your champion. She can't do anything, you know, because ESPN is going to cover something that's worthwhile. So is Forbes. So is all the other companies. They don't give a shit about the longevity of pro wrestling. So what does that leave you, pro wrestling fans? And pro wrestling fans are like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's You could be mad at them all you want, but the only person that you should be mad at, Rhonda, is yourself. Because you put yourself in that situation, as well as the WWE, but the WWE always does shit like this. You put yourself in that situation by not putting in the work. You know, you're, you're learning the basics and you're thinking you're a fucking main eventer. It just it doesn't work that way. You know, and and it speaks volumes that you're getting booed out of your own out of your own hometown, and it, <laughs> and this is another reason why I, I think, you know, this is not you know a, a complete work, because the way that she went into detail on the whole Los Angeles situation, how dare they boo you out of your own on your own venue, you know that. People from Los Angeles are fake, and they have plastic surgery, and whatever else she said. And she, it's like, I, I remember one of the things she said was, "A lot of people who live in LA are essentially people just trying to move away from their shitty lives in Ohio." Yeah, 
And then she asks him, like, oh, you know, or she said, oh, um, you know, I've lived in L.A. for 10 years, and that's supposed to make you someone who's from L.A., you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, and and but it's, this is the thing, too. Like, Ronda Rousey, when she doesn't get her way, she kind of just shuts down. And we saw that in MMA. I know... I remember you told me off off uh, air last week about MMA fighters and essentially, you know, you either you have to win or you basically you're nothing. There's a lot of that mentality that goes into their training, and and we see, you know, she isn't just the only one who right. who has come out previous and and talked about you know possibly self harming after a loss. It just it seems to be that's part of their culture. Where they do get trained like that, like you either have to be number one or you're nothing, right? And that that's that's fair to say, but I I don't I don't necessarily put that into that category anymore. Seeing what she is here, she just seems like somebody that has to be essentially getting her way all the time, or she shuts down. And that's that's kind of what's happening here, is that she's going to be an overpaid person that completely shuts down. You know, you couldn't hack it in MMA anymore. You shut down and you left. Because at the end of the day, that's what you did. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you, you admitted that Amanda Nunes was better than you and you couldn't beat her. And you don't have to come out and say, oh, yeah, Amanda Nunes, I can't beat her. But you admitted to yourself, you, can't, you, you couldn't beat her. And if you can't be a champion, then you don't want to be in, in the UFC anymore. Fine. You know, that seems like self-revelation to me. There's nothing wrong with being able to admitting that because nobody can beat Amanda Nunes right now. Unless she loses her next fight now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, this whole whining and, and entitlement of having to have everything the way you th- what you want it to be just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and you just it's better for everybody if you just go. Go and, and, and find something else. Go fucking make shitty movies. You know, if that's what you want. But the thing is there, too, people are still going to critique your shit. Not everybody's going to like your movies. I just call them shitty. You know, it's like, you're going to bitch about that, too? Well, Hollywood's fucking fake. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just it just seemed like a grown woman that just couldn't handle life. And uh, as far as the next thing I want to talk about is complete nonsense, too. You hear it all the time as a wrestling fan. Oh, wrestling's fake. They're not real athletes. You're a fucking moron. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, wrestling is staged. I've said it on the show many times. It's, it should be obvious for anybody that watches pro wrestling. We see it so many times when other athletes from other sports, including MMA, come into pro wrestling and they can't hack it. Yeah. It's amazing how it goes. You know, you go in there, and I, you know, I, I, I fought in the MMA, and I couldn't, I couldn't pace myself right for a wrestling match. It's a different world. <laughs> it's a different kind of athlete. You know, you're comparing. You know, for people that compare professional wrestling to mixed martial arts, you're a fucking moron. They're, they're apples and oranges. Yeah, it's not the same type of athlete. You can't compare the two. It's like comparing a hockey player to a football player. 
there's similarities, but it's a totally different game. Yeah. You cannot do it. It's just it's not gonna be the same. There's a reason why there's not many people that have played multiple sports professionally in their careers. It's a really difficult thing to do. You know, and as far as, as, as calling it fake and, and all that shit, like I mean, come on. Look at look at some of these high profile MMA fights. Look at these high profile boxing fights. I mean, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you, you know, are you, you going to sit there and tell me that Mayweather actually fought Conor McGregor in a legit fight? Because if you are, there's something wrong with you. There's just, <laughs> there's just something wrong with you right now. It, it, it's, it's, just, it's a stupid comment to make, and there's really not much else to say about that. I'm glad that other wrestlers, you know, come out and, 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 and defend each other on it, but... It's unnecessary at this time. It just there's nothing to protect because pro wrestling is super huge. It's super over and in and, and multiple companies. And no matter what some whiny bitch from California has to say about it, <laughs> it's gonna do just fine with or without her. So um, as far as Ronda Rousey goes, the, that and that uh, YouTube video, the one thing that. Uh, why I I feel that I know that it's it's I would say that for sure that is not a hundred percent just her. It was the question at the end, you know, like we, or it wasn't really a question. The lady who was interviewing her mentioned, yeah, "You did your promo on Raw," and she cuts her off. It wasn't a promo. It wasn't a promo. Like they gave me other things to say, and I just didn't say it. So you came up with "Damn the Man, Screw the Woo." Yeah. I wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> I'd be like, no, nah, man, Jeff Jarrett, he said, like, I got something for you. You know, it's like, it was clearly a fucking promo. It was a terrible promo at that. And it was poorly executed as well. But, yeah, I agree. It was, it was a mixture of both. I, I think it was designed to be what it was, but a lot of what she said was what she really felt. It's interesting, too, because, again, you have a grown-ass woman that is in her feelings and... Act like a professional. You're getting paid. You're getting yeah, paid. You're, they're paying you handsomely to do it, and you're you're refusing at this point. So, uh, I will say this: it's it's definitely going to be interesting, especially when it comes to TV time. Now, if this truly is damage control, I think I think we're going to be in for some uh, some possibly decent segments on Raw and, and SmackDown or wherever she decides to show up. Right. Uh, in the next month. And, uh, you know, and definitely the night after WrestleMania will be one of some high interest now to see how exactly uh, they utilize her or, or if they even utilize her. I do recommend uh, for those of you who, who, who want a little more value to uh, Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown and NXT for that matter, maybe you have cut the cord and, and still want to watch uh, stuff like this. You know, we, uh, we, we've partnered up with Hulu, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Hulu. We'll get you three, 30 days for free. And then, uh, I believe a little, uh, credit uh, after you sign up. Yeah. So, um, support the show and then, uh, catch up on your, your Raw, SmackDown and, uh, and NXT, which is something you don't get on, um, on the network, at least not right away. So no, and it's available the next day on Hulu. So 
You know what you also get too? This is gonna be a nice segue to it, real quick. Uh, you also get main event. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. is is not uh, is an international show now, but they do uh, air it every Thursday on Hulu, and that is where you can catch from now until only hopefully until September. Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Yes. You like that? I'm a good. I'm, I'm doing good with, seg- with segues today. You're, you're on the ball. I'm I, not on the ball. I've been man. practicing. You're on, you're on the ball. <laughs> At least one of us knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, it has been reported that both Gallows and Anderson have turned down multi-million dollar deals to stay with the WWE, and as of right now, they are looking to leave the company. Their contracts end in late September, at least that's what's being reported right now. Uh, I know, I'm pretty sure Matt feels the same way that I do, and we can't wait. We can't wait. I believe what you told me earlier was, it's like getting a Christmas gift. It's like knowing you're getting a Christmas gift. It's like knowing you're getting a Christmas gift in October, but you still have to wait till December 25th to get it. (laughs) So, I I agree. I agree. I can't wait. And it'll be interesting, too, to see who else leaves over the, the next year or so. I mean, we're still not out of the water with this whole AEW thing. And as long as they're willing to absorb certain talent, I could easily see a bunch of those guys leaving. You you asked the question, why does the Anderson, why did Anderson and Gallows leave New Japan to begin with? And that was to be closer to home. AEW changes the game for so many people because now you get both. Yeah, you you get you get the legit wrestling show, and you can still be in the states. I'm assuming you get to work. Actually, I'm, I guarantee you, you'll be working less dates, <laughs> and you get to be close to home. You, you know, you get to stay within the United States. You know. And if, if, if everything goes the way that Cody and, and Brandy Rhodes especially have been saying about people not necessarily being exclusive, you could you, you could be you know you could see them potentially going to Japan for a tour or two if they choose to yeah. reuniting the band every once in a while you know what I mean so it opens up so much stuff because the reason why I say that anything at this point is going to be better than what they're doing now because you told me. Since I don't, I forget the when. Since September so, of 2018. Since September of 2018, as of this recording, March of 2019, they've only been on TV four times. Four times in 2018. So, how disrespectful! So at least once a month from yeah. September eight of 2018 through December, and then only once in 2019, and we're already in March. We're already in March. They're not going to get pushed for WrestleMania. No. Especially now. No. Because now there's no point. Yeah. You know, so like I said, get your Hulu subscriptions on us. Watch my main event because that's really the only way you're going to see them. <laughs> uh, or if you go see their, their house shows. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're making, yeah, they're, they're making a great amount of money, I'm sure. You know, that, that's fine. They get to be closer to home. But, like I said before, your careers go kind of nowhere. You know, you, you really lose all that momentum that you had. You know, who is Luke Gales? Who is Carl Anderson? Oh, there are those guys that kind of wrestle on WWE. Man, you know, if you only you would have known them before that. You know, <laughs> Carl Anderson was a legit player. Carl Anderson was a guy that had he had stayed, I truly felt 
would have been uh, heavyweight IWGP heavyweight champion before Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, that's he, a definite. He was getting pushed so heavy, and really AJ Styles was kind of the guy that, that kind of got in the way of that. And I don't think Carl uh, Anderson minds that because he got to work with AJ Styles. But like when 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 Carl Anderson uh, or excuse me, when Kenny Omega or excuse me, when AJ Styles left. Yeah, Kenny Omega took over as a leader, but it looked very much like Carl Anderson being the guy. And, man, like, the level of matches that he was putting on were just unbelievable. And then him and Gallows together as a tag team out there, too, just unbelievable the stuff that they were able to do. So that's great news. That's great news. And, again, you know, Pandora's box has been open. And it's it's really interesting to see where things are, are, are happening. So uh, where people are going to go and, and, and things of that nature. And again, I know a lot of people are still have their issues about AEW, you know. Look, their first show isn't until May 25th. Get the fuck over it. Like, that's that's what they... <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't care about their t-shirt company until proven otherwise. Like, they announced the show. They announced the show. It's going to be Sold May out in less than four minutes. You know, the show's happening. Yeah. Fucking chill. <laughs> it's all in all over again. Yeah. You know? We've been through this already. It's it's going to happen. Whether you like it or not. Just yeah. Get over it. Exactly. And uh whether you like it or not, we gotta we as always we gotta pay bills and, and uh help support the show. So we're gonna take a quick break, quick timeout, uh more wrestling talk after afterwards. Stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, think you can tell us what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to wear. Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Ray's. Ray's will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information. Information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! And we are back. Thanks for sticking around while we pay some bills. We just got done at, shortly before we went on break. Uh, we talked. We were talking about a, a certain shitty female wrestler, and I want to segue. Is that oh. word again? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sports entertainer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. She doesn't deserve that. The W word. Uh. We are we are doing this. I know we usually don't tell people when we're recording this, but I think it's I think it's, you, we were talking about this topic during the our break uh, about women wrestling, and I think it's important to, to note that we're we're actually talking about this on International Women Women Day. Oh yeah. So it's I mean that's the reason why I brought bring up when we're recording this. Uh, 
you know, shout out to 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 all the women out there, and uh, you know, I, especially in the wrestling business, for being a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, women's wrestling has, has definitely taken a whole new a whole new shape over the past five plus years or so, mm-hmm. uh, for the better. Um, they are no longer subjected to being objectified. They are talent. Um, I, I, one of the things that I'm going to be uh, partake in on, on April 20th in uh, South Bend, Indiana, I'm going to see Jordan Grace go one-on-one against Nick Gage. Holy shit, uh, That's happening. <laughs> you talking about the... Uh, Steel, steel line here, a slobber knocker. <laughs> that one right there is definitely one. And we've seen women, you know, put on great matches amongst themselves. We've seen women put on great matches against other men. Uh, one of them, my favorite from from 2018, I've talked about it on the show. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Tony Storm. Yeah, hell of a match from uh, was it Beyond Wrestling? Yeah, Beyond uh, Wrestling. Yeah, during WrestleMania weekend last year. You were telling me something that I didn't know, and it actually doesn't involve a woman uh, directly. Directly, <laughs> but it does involve women, and uh, so bear with me on this one. We all know at this point, Kenny Omega has signed with All Elite Wrestling. He was the hottest free agent in in professional wrestling, and he is going to AEW. Um, there were numerous reasons why he left Japan. But here's one that I didn't know. And uh, you care to tell everybody out there? You know, throughout his tenure in New Japan, he was always one to push the envelope for that company. And, you know, they want, he wanted to be part of the vision of, of uh, their growth. They wanted to become uh, a more westernized, more global brand and, and expand at, at a... A gigantic pace and while he was all for it they are steeped in tradition and and a certain style of wrestling and it is hard after so many years of success of success and survival through the wrestling industry I could see where it's hard for them to want to move and change but he was he was semi-successful in in helping this along I mean because of Kenny Omega we got to see the first ever ladder match in New Japan. I just rewatched that. You know? Not that long ago. Hell of a match. Between him and Michael Elgin. A rare three-way match. Uh, yes, the three-way three-way match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Between himself, uh, Kota Bushi and Which Cody. Which the second time it's only ever been done since 1972. Yeah, keep, put that in perspective, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So you, you have him trying to help the company by doing these things, and... Apparently, the one of the reasons he did not return to New Japan and decided to go work for All Elite Wrestling, they turned him down when he brought up the notion of having women wrestle in New Japan. Uh, I find that really, really interesting. But to be honest with you, I'm not surprised. That, uh, you know, while they were willing to bend on uh, a ladder match, yeah, I could see where they would be all about a hard no when it came to the opposite sex. New Japan Pro Wrestling has never been about women or women wrestling. And let's face it, uh, they are in Japan. 
where Japanese women uh, are seen wholly and mostly as submissive. Yeah. And so that's just ingrained in their culture to a point where it's just not going to be a thing for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And while while I respect their culture and, and their decision, uh, I don't agree with it. I think... I think to be to be fair and honest, you you have to include women in professional wrestling, um, and why wouldn't you want to? Is is my my gripe here, especially Japanese women's wrestling. Uh, I mean, you you have a, a certain few promotions that are above and beyond most, but I can remember watching. You know FMW footage from like 1997, where you had hardcore matches involving like picks and sickles and axes and shit, where they were cutting each other open, you know, w- without any warning. They were having death matches. So, to me, the argument from New Japan is kind of null and void, where you know they they don't think there's a place for women's wrestling in their product. I beg to differ. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, it's it's few and far between that you see pretty much any kind of hardcore wrestling there, or you know, death matches or whatnot. But you have to be some sort of fucking mental and physically tough to survive one of those fucking matches, let alone partake in one. Right. You have, you know, whole whole organizations that do that in Japan whether they be female or otherwise, you mean to tell me that uh, these these individuals are not qualified enough to wrestle in a strong-style promotion? Uh, it, it really doesn't add up, and, and that's all I really want to say about that. I'm not going to go into, um, you know, the obvious sexist, you know, situation here with New Japan, but it definitely led to them not signing the hottest free agent in, in the entirety of professional wrestling in quite some time. It definitely played a factor. And uh, now now that I say this out loud, I'm wondering too if maybe there is, maybe that is also part of the reason that uh, they initially refused to partner up with AEW. Let's look at WWE real quick here. Let's look at well, for one, their current as of this recording, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. That's Asuka. Mm-hmm. Japanese wrestler. Um, let's look at somebody who won the very first May Young Classic, former NXT Women's Champion. Her name's Kairi Sane. She's a Japanese wrestler. And one of the biggest free agent signings that WWE had in 2018 was a woman named Io Shirai, and I don't know if you know that, but she's also a Japanese wrestler. You have crazy good talent coming from Japan that is coming to the United States to get over and showcase their their talent on a bigger uh, on a bigger platform, because let's face, face facts. Out there, you have World Wonder Ring Stardom. Great promotion. They have a streaming service. I would highly recommend checking it out, but that's a very much independent company in comparison to New Japan 
in comparison to Pro Wrestling Noah, another Japanese company. Like, it's a very independent company. So, if there's no business to be made in Japan, because they're going to stay traditional, then they're going to come to the United States. And they're going to have their talent put on at WWE shows. Or, preferably, go to other companies, like um, Mayuin Iwatani, who is now the current Women of Honor champion. Uh, Another... Japanese wrestler. Uh, just in case you guys weren't keeping score here. Your business isn't the idea to be successful. Now, women wrestling may or may not make or break New Japan, but certainly it's worth a shot to say, hmm, let's implement it and see how it does. Because at the very worst, if it doesn't work out, just don't do it anymore. Just pull it. Say, yeah, we tried. It didn't work. Our audience isn't buying it. But you want to westernize your product, and you want to, you want more people from other countries. And it's not just the United States. You want more people from Mexico. They got women wrestlers <laughs> down there. Uh, England. It's a girl by the name of Tony Storm dominated the England market, as well as many other great English wrestlers. They're doing women wrestling. So if that if that's part of the audience you want to start attracting now, Kenny Omega might have been on to something. You know, traditions are great. I'm a traditional guy. I like traditions. I like... I, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm a, a creature of habit, but admittedly sometimes I'm too much of a creature of habit. That is what this situation is. They, they are a creature of habit, do the same thing over and over and over again, and expect it to work all the time. And it just doesn't. When you when you start doing things like, I don't know, letting a bunch of gaijins run amok amongst your Japanese <laughs> roster, uh, you know, by a little group called the Bullet Club, you change the face of your company. And that helped escalate the popularity of New Japan because it's like, whoa, what are these Bullet guys? What are these Bullet Club guys from? Oh, you're product New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, how do I how do I get to watch that? Yeah. And then then you say, oh hey, we got Tetsuya Naito and Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi and his whiny ass. Like we have all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and it's like it could be the same thing. With women wrestling. It's like oh, we have women wrestling. We also have this and that. You and I worked in retail way too long. Yeah. We know how to the the the, the, the process of tying things in. Mm-hmm. You you we have this, but we also have this and this. And once we once we got you, man, our goal is to keep you hook, line, and sinker. Boom. Have a little bit of everything. The ultimate variety show being the same fucking thing over and over again is great for traditionalists, but traditionalists only make up a small percent of your audience. Your audience wants something innovative, wants something new. Nobody says break away from what brought you to the table because that's what makes you different from everybody else. But it's it's everything else that you serve. Even if your entrees are roughly the same, it's everything you serve around it. It's the spices that you throw on those entrees. It's 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 it's, it's everything that it, it represents something new and innovative, and that you're willing to take everything to another level. You know, you did a ladder match. 
great. That was years ago now. It was, what, three years ago? Yeah. We're going on three years ago almost. Do it again. You know what? Why, why haven't we seen a fucking cage in New Japan? How hard is that? For make a cage match. You know, the way that Tanahashi and Jay White's go right now? Book that. Yeah. I don't think Tanahashi would be for it because, you know, he doesn't do shit like that. But why why is it so wrong to put a, a woman wrestler, put them in your opening bout. Do, get a couple wrestlers, do a tag match. See how it works for a while. And if it works, then maybe consider... Making it a permanent part of your of your group because, you know, I know you, you didn't want to bring up the whole objectifying thing, but we can't mention New Japan without talking about the valets that exist in, in New Japan. Yeah, you know, they're women valets. The, the 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 I don't I forget her name now, but the one that comes out with Yujiro Takahashi, I mean, her tired you know speaks volumes of what how they feel women should look. Yeah. Uh, same thing with uh, Miho Abe, who comes out with uh, Taichi. More clothes on, but very much your eye candy. Mm-hmm. That is all you are. And for them, maybe that's okay, because they very much look like they are models, and they're playing a role. Um, and that's that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But for everybody else that says, you know, I can be a wrestler, but companies like, Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan Pro Wrestling say, yeah, no, you can't. Well, the Japanese market is losing out on a growing success throughout professional wrestling. And it sucks. Because that could be a way to help incorporate them to another level, too. Is, oh, you want to see female wrestling? We have that as well. Let me ask you a question. Do you think when they do... When they... When they eventually do more bookings in the United States, do you see them outsourcing one or two women's matches on their cards to like one of their partners, like Ring of Honor, as part of the show? Getting talent from them? Yeah, and just doing it for the stateside stuff. I still say no. I don't see them doing it. No, not at all? I, 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 I mean, obviously, I think it's pretty clear that I feel they should, but... No, I, I think that they still very much are set in their ways. I mean, shit, if, if this was a, a landing mark for Kenny Omega, that certainly wasn't a good enough reason to do it. Yeah. You know, so I will, I mean, that'd be a good step in the right direction because it's it's low risk. You're, you're, you're in the States. You've made it clear that this is a United States show. So do, you know, Kelly Klein versus somebody. Yeah. Jenny Rose or whoever. And, and call it a day. And if, if 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 it gets a good buzz, do it again. Do it do it during the UK shows. Do it during the, the Mexican shows. You know, and and then if it continues to be to, to, to work, do it in Japan. Yeah. You know, take these Japanese female wrestlers before they leave for other countries and say, you know what, wrestle for us. It doesn't seem like a very complicated uh, thing to do, but you know, I, I again, I get tradition. I, I know Japanese wrestling is a very traditional business that doesn't seem to want to evolve the way that other companies do. But in a wrestling world where there's so much competition out there nowadays, you, you know, you either evolve or, or you get left behind. You know, and unfortunately, it's not just this, but it's 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 other 
decisions that New Japan has made to where they could easily get left behind if they're not careful. Yeah. And it sucks. You know what also sucks? What? What sucks? I have no more segues. <laughs> How can I get a hold of us? <laughs> you guys can always find us on social media. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our main Facebook page. Come talk to us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. We'll get you uh, we'll get you our ear on Facebook. We're also available on Twitter. You can hate tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. Uh, we're also available on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, we're also available on YouTube, our own YouTube channel. Uh, please hit that subscribe button, 20x20.com slash podcast slash YouTube. That's all one word. And uh, you'll find our YouTube exclusive content in the following contest. All the information is there, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Uh, you can always email us, 20x20crew at gmail.com. And, of course, our home on the web, HQ, as it were, is over at 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, bonus episodes, merch, and the like. And uh, you can always find our sponsors too Help us support the show All of our sponsors are there on the page Whether it be um, The WWE Network Or Hulu Or Fight TV What have you, it's all there As always ladies and gentlemen Continue to support professional wrestling Again, it's International Women's Day So shout out to all the women wrestlers out there Thanks for everything Thank you All the, the evolving to what you have become Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic, and then we'll see you next week. Until then, we will see See you in in the the ring. ring.